Hey, this is Jeffrey Hazlett, host of All Business right here on C-Suite Radio and C-Suite TV. And I want to tell you, watch the real Jason Duncan, the root of all success. If you want real news, real success, real tips from real business leaders, you want to check out the real Jason Duncan, just like I do every single week. Welcome to the root of all success with the real Jason Duncan. A podcast that explores how the world's most powerful entrepreneurs unlocked success and how their stories can help you do the same. A successful educator turned entrepreneur, Jason has built multi-million dollar businesses that have been featured in Inc. Magazine and Entrepreneur Magazine. His life's mission now is helping entrepreneurs live what he calls hashtag the exit lifestyle. Introducing TEDx speaker, mastermind leader, author, entrepreneur, cigar aficionado, motorcycle enthusiast, and host of The Root of All Success, The Real Jason Duncan. The Real Jason Duncan. Welcome to another episode of The Root of All Success. I am The Real Jason Duncan. I've got a great guest for us today to uh, learn from. His name is Jeffrey Hazlett. And uh, this guy's got a laundry list of things that he's been involved in the past. Let me tell you a little bit about his background. He's a global business celebrity. He's a primetime television and podcast host. He's a best-selling author, got several books out. We're going to talk about a couple of those on the show today. He's a sought-after keynote speaker and sometime cowboy. I actually didn't ask him anything about that on the show, so probably shouldn't have mentioned anything in the intro, but <laughs> but you're going to you're going to like this conversation. He has been cited in Forbes magazine, Success magazine, Mashable, Marketing Week. He's been a Fortune 100 CMO for a very large company as you might imagine. That's what a Fortune 100 company is. He has been on uh, Bloomberg, is contributing editor on there, MSNBC, Fox Business and his own network, C-Suite TV and C-Suite Radio Network. Now, I will talk a little bit about that at the top of the show when we start the interview with Jeffrey here in just a minute. You'll hear me talk a little bit about that. But this guy has a strong following on social and in business, and he's recognized as one of the world's top C-Suite Twitter users, and he's a key influencer in the social media landscape. He is the founder of C-Suite Network, C-Suite Radio Network, which this podcast is syndicated on. And I've known Jeffrey for a while, but we've never had a one-on-one conversation. So today, you get to eavesdrop today on our conversation about some things I think you're going to be interested in. First of which, we're going to be talking a little bit about Donald Trump. Yep, Donald Trump. Why are we going to talk about that? Well, stay tuned and you will see. Please help me welcome Jeffrey Hazlett to the root of all success. Hey, Jeffrey, welcome to the show, man. Thanks for being here. What a pleasure. I'm talking about this is the real deal, the real success. I'm glad to be here with you today. Well, I'm glad that you're here. You know, I, we were talking pre-show. I have been a member of the C-Suite Radio Network for quite some time. That's you guys syndicate this, yep. this particular show. And for those that listen all the way to the end, you'll hear at the very end of the show, there's a little voice that says uh, something like, this is part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For this and other podcasts, check out C-Suite. <laughs> it's so that's <laughs> this is the guy behind. Maybe not the voice, but this is the guy behind why that's the clip on here. And if you see my podcast uh, cover art, for those of you that pay attention to it, there's a little thing in the upper right hand corner that says C-Suite Radio Network. This is the guy. This is we got him on the show. The guy behind it all is here today. But more important than that, let's get to the real, real, really important thing. You've got a third grandchild that just was born. You're at oh, your, yeah. your, that was just today or yesterday. Tell it to everybody. Yeah, just a, a couple, bit. just a couple days ago, a little uh, Zoya. So we're excited about it. It's great. My third granddaughter. 
in fact. So maybe one of these days I'll get a, a son as well, grandson, which would be great. But I, I'm happy they're, they're, they are healthy. And, you know, I got I not only have the new one, but the, the other ones, the older ones. This new one I'm calling Squirt because she's the little one of the three. So that's what I call it. That's kind of a family name in our in our family. Uh, my my mother was named Squirt. Her real name was Henrietta, but she was born to uh, the 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 youngest of uh, five brothers. With five brothers, and the oldest one was you know in his thirties, and the youngest one was fourteen. So they called her Squirt. So that's what we're calling this one. Wow. Well, congrats, man. We were, you Thanks. know, I, I, my, I'm not yet have joined the grandparent, uh, that club yet. I'm not, I mean, I know it'll come at one point and I'm praying for healthy, adorable grandchildren. I get to spoil, yes. but not right now. I'm, I'm good. I'm, I can wait. A little. <laughs> well, I tell you right now with three girls, I'm going to be living in a Barbie hell. That's all I got to say. I know that. I know that. <laughs> well, my, my, uh, so my mom's older brother, um, uncle Mike, they, he had two daughters and so their oldest daughter had three daughters and now the granddaughters are now all daughters. Like they can't, wow. that, so my, my, my cousin's husband, Tony, I feel sorry for him. He's like, like estrogen everywhere. There's not a guy in sight. <laughs> yeah. That's the way it works these days, but that's okay. You know, we, we adjust, you know, we adjust to it and all you care about you is love them. And it's the greatest thing. You wish you'd skip from parenthood, right? To grandparenthood because being a grandparent, is a lot better and easier than it was being a parent. That's for sure. I heard somebody say, and I know you probably heard this too, and I know the listeners heard this, but if you, if you raise your kids, you get to spoil your grandkids. But if you spoil oh, yeah. your kids, you get to raise your grandkids. So, you, have Ooh, you found that to be true? That's probably pretty true. You know, we do a good job spoiling the grandkids, but they're good kids so far. So it's been great. So, yeah, I've got some friends who, had to raise some of their grandkids. And, mm. uh, I just, I, I felt so bad because, you know, they got to that point where they're empty nesters and things, life started to change for them. And then, you know, they get the grandkids end up showing back up and they were happy to do it because your grandkids, you you love your grand, your, your grandparents, you love your grandkids and you're going to provide that. But let's take a quick break to thank our amazing sponsors for making this podcast possible. Hey, I want to talk with you about one of my favorite tools as a salesperson and as an entrepreneur, and that tool is Dub. I want you to imagine for a minute getting an email from somebody, and instead of just being the plain old crappy text in an email, rather than just having a bunch of HTML where it's pictures and stuff, what if it was a video? And the video had a little GIF, and it was playing right there in the email as soon as you opened it, and it had your name. Like it said, hello, Jason, check this out. And then you clicked play and it played right there in your inbox in the window. And it was somebody trying to tell you how great you are, or how awesome they can help you, how good they can help you out. That is the power of video emails. I want you to try Dub out. I've been using it for years. I have closed countless millions of dollars in sales over the last six years or so using Dub, and you can do it too. All you got to do is go to therealjasonduncan.com slash Dub. That's D-U-B-B, therealjasonduncan.com slash Dub. Dub will help you make an impact in your sales through video. It's going to help you with, they've even got a CRM built into it. You can build landing pages. You can do campaigns, even SMS campaigns. You can set up automations to manage workflows and maximize conversions. And like I said, they've got an existing software platform inside Dub 
to take your CRM to the next level. Try this out. Get a free special just by being a listener to the podcast. Go to therealjasonduncan.com slash dub. Get two weeks to try it for free and 50% off your first two months. That's therealjasonduncan.com slash dub. 40 years ago, you weren't in business unless you had your business in the yellow pages. You remember those things? <laughs> and 30 years ago, you weren't in business unless you had a door-to-door -door salesman. 20 years ago, you weren't in business unless you had a website. And today, you're not in business unless you're doing social media content. Am I right? Social media content. Social media content in the form of like micro content, which is 30 to 60 second spots on Instagram Reels or TikTok or YouTube Shorts. That's the way business is done. As a matter of fact, that may be how you found out about this podcast or me as a business coach. This medium that we're using today to communicate what we do is vitally important. And just recording yourself isn't enough. You've got to do it right. And my friends over at Story do it right. And one of the problems with doing it wrong is that you sit around thinking, well, what the heck am I going to record? How, what am I going to say? How am I going to say it? Like, I don't know what to talk about. Well, story takes all of that away from you. Stop wasting time trying to come up with content because story will send you a video prompt on what to record. You can pick the categories you want to record in, whether it's real estate, entrepreneurship, finance, relationship, leadership, life insurance. It could be anything. Don't waste time on that. And by the way, if you're not confident in talking on video or if the video editing portion takes up way too much of your time, Story will edit the videos to perform well on social media. They add the subtitles, the pop-ups, the Zoom cuts. They remove all the filler words like uh and um and uh. They remove the awkward pauses. And then they take that video and post it for you. They write the captions, they add the relevant hashtags, and they post it on the platforms that you care about the most. It's exactly what you need to be in business today and to be successful at it. So if you want to learn how to do social media the way the influencers do, you need to go to therealjasonduncan.com slash story. And that's story with two whys. Why? Because they're awesome. Go to therealjasonduncan.com slash story. That's S-T-O-R-Y-Y for 10% off your first three months to try story out. You're going to thank me later. Thanks for listening to our sponsors. Now, back to the show. To have that uh, stolen yeah. from you in some sense is it's not really fair. So um, so I've told well, my I'm kids, you, I, listen, I'm not raising your kids. I'm not raising your kids. <laughs> <laughs> I've even got some buddies of mine that are having kids in their 60s and one in their what? 70s. I'm going, dude, what are you doing? You know, like, well, you do got... you realize that you're going to be going to a high school graduation when you're 92? You know, this is not this is not cool. You know, there's, you should stop that stuff. You know, so anyway, the, to each his own. I just watched Kevin Costner, who I happen to know pretty well. You know, he's got four wives and seven kids. You know, nothing wrong with having seven kids or something. But geez, man, when you're in your, when you get to a certain age, stop, stop. <laughs> That's my opinion. Oh my gosh. Well, I, yeah. you and I agree on that. Yeah. I'm done. One and done. Yeah. My wife and I've been married for 28 years. We have two awesome kids. Yeah. Hopefully we'll have grandkids at some point, but th this is good. Well, let's talk business. Let's talk business. Yeah. So, yeah. Now you've done a lot of cool stuff, but I'm going to start with uh, what I think is an interesting thing. Um, you know, Donald Trump obviously is in the news every day and <laughs> love him or hate him. He's everywhere. Yeah. Um, you know, I think he did a, a ton for this country in a good and a positive way while he was president. That's my opinion. Uh, I think right now he's he's kind of a uh, 
toxic is not the right word, but there's any, anything he touches right now is something crazy is happening around it. And, and you know, no former president has been treated the way he's treated, but I don't know him. I've never worked with him, never met him. You, however, have been, you were on three seasons as a guest uh, judge on The Apprentice back when he was, when everybody loved him <laughs> before yeah. they had a political reason not to like him. So what was it like working with Trump pre-President Trump? You know, he, I, he was a friend of mine, although I would just tell you, I think he's batshit crazy, but I think that's what some people really love about him, too. So the same thing. I tell everybody, had he been reelected, I said I would be ambassador to the uh, Ireland right now and I would be talking to you. But nonetheless, there you go. But, you know, I did a lot of business with him uh, post-apprentice, but also with in the Celebrity Apprentice when I was a judge. I helped come up with the show. He, what you see is what you get with this guy. I mean, there is no pulling punches. That's what you see. And what you see every day is what you get. That's him. There's no difference. He's done. He's authentic that way. Now, you might some people might say he's not authentic, but he's authentic to that role and yeah. uh, that persona. And that persona has become him. Sometimes that does happen. I know other people like Gene Simmons and so forth who become the persona of their caricature, so to speak. But, you know, Trump is Trump. He's been living that life all of his life and he's not changed. He doesn't apologize for it. I think that's what, you know, allures a lot of people to him. You know, and a lot of folks, you know, I wrote my last book, The Hero Factor. I said Trump was good for this country. And a lot of people went after me. And I said, let me tell you why I think he was good. He made you pick a side. You know, for all the politicians that we've had for so long in this country, we've put up and just said, that's just the way it is. And he said it was going to be a little different. Now, whether you like him or you don't, I, you got to give him credit for that. He made you pick a side. And I think that was finally good for this country to whether you said, hey, I'm for this or I don't want to be for that. And I thought that was a good, a good thing for this country. Have you had much uh, interaction with him since he became president? Have oh, absolutely. Yeah, I talked to him. Right before his first uh, State of the Union, I talked to him a couple times during, you know, his uh, term. And then I've talked to him after the term. I've been involved. You know, I see him from time to time. You have to look in my business. I'm in the, I'm in the media business and I just helped start uh, a new Hispanic uh, network called Americano Media, which is a television network, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, uh, TV network for Hispanics, fastest growing population in this country. And there is not a news channel for Hispanics. There's news light like uh, Telemundo or Univision, but there is no uh, all news channel for Hispanics and soon to be the majority population in this country. So it's good business. And of course, uh, you know, they're a little right of center. Most Hispanics are right of center. And so he's, uh, you know, he's on that network every day, just like DeSantis is, just like so many others are as well, because that's just the nature of politics today. Well, you know, what's interesting, and we won't talk about Trump the whole show, but what I think is interesting about him is that, you know, when he became president, I remember, I remember the day, you know, the day after the election, I remember going, I can't believe this guy's president. It wasn't that I was not happy that he was president or that I was angry. It was just I couldn't believe that, that this guy who's a billionaire, a print, you know, he's the, been on the apprentice, the show The Apprentice, so he's a reality TV star. He's president. Holy crap. What what, yeah. what in the world? But here's here's what I also noticed. I'm a big car guy. I love watching car shows and I like Top Gear. Top Gear, most people know what that yep. is. It came over the BBC in England. Uh, but they did a Top Gear episode in 2000. Golly, I can't remember what year, six to eight, somewhere around there, but pre-President Trump. But but Trump was the guest 
uh, like secret guests at the end of the show. For people that watch the show, they do these crazy things with cars during the show. And at the end, they reveal who it's for. So the idea was they were doing the show of uh, three different cars and they were going to deliver them to a billionaire and they were going to see which one he would choose. So there was a Bentley yeah. Continental GT, there was a Lamborghini and there was a Porsche if I remember correctly. And they did all these crazy things like racing the cars against a golf ball off of a tee. It was, it was nuts. And at the end they revealed that it was for Trump. And so they pulled up at Trump tower or Trump Plaza in, in downtown New York. And the crowd was going nuts. Trump was out there and people were yelling and screaming all good. Like all this was good. And they loved it. And they were talking about how great he was. And I'm like, yeah, three years later, they hate him. What, what is it? Is it just political motivation or is it something else? What is your opinion? No, I think it's political, but also ideological. I think a lot of people didn't like the bedside manner. I mean, first yeah. of all, you know, I think I, I was watching, you know, a show the other day about the election and about what led up to it. And I heard all the Billy Bush stuff that was going on and what he got by with saying. And, you know, most presidential candidates would have been crushed by that. You know, you can grab him by the, you know what? And, you know, just to make a comment like that. Now, you and I know that is locker room talk, whether or not we like that or not. There are some men who talk like that all the time. Um, I don't particularly talk about my wife to other men because that's just not something I like to do. Besides, you know, just I just don't think it's good. To, it's good decorum. And, and that's between my wife and I. But he is one of those guys that just says it like it is. And I, I think some people have a problem with that. They, they think you should act and fit into a certain box. And, you know, I think, you know, Biden has some of the same things we all do. And I, again, I think we at a, a position in this country where it's time to take sides. It's time to stand up for values. It's time to put your values up front and say, nope, I, I'm okay with that. Just like I say, you know, it's okay for Ch uh, uh, Chick-fil-A to make a stand about gay marriages if they want or about not opening on Sunday. That's their prerogative. That guy owns that company. Kathy Truett owns it, or Truett Kathy owns that company. He can do whatever he wants. Starbucks can make their own, uh, you know, disclaimers about what they want to do, and so forth and so on. I think it's perfectly okay, and you can choose to go eat a chicken sandwich there or not, or get a cup of coffee there or not. That's up to you. But at least you take a stand, and I think you know what I honor that. And by the way, you and I should be able to disagree, and still have a, a civil conversation. And that's probably what we've lost. And so we've had the politics of hate for quite a while for it's been preached to us. And, we, and I think some of this talk show stuff that we're seeing on TV is going to go away because people are tired of it. Yeah, well, I, I think I agree with you because I, it is the politics of hate, as you said. That's where we're at. It, we've never been more divided as a country. And in some sense, there is a it's sad. It's really sad. But in, in part of that, if you have a good perspective, because nothing has meaning until you give it meaning. So if we have a better perspective about it, like what you're saying, just take a stand, take a stand. And so as entrepreneurs and business owners, there's a lesson in there for us about taking a stand. We can't be everything to all people. We've got to take a stand for what it is we believe in and who we serve. You know, and, and by the way, you need to do that as a brand or decide whether or not that's right for you or not right for you. And and it's OK to be able to say we disagree. And that I, I don't know that we've ever been as divided as as we have as a country. The Civil War was probably the biggest divide that we've ever had. And we went to war with it. Millions of people died. We don't want to see those kinds of things happen in any way, shape or form. I think we just have to reset the clock a little bit or reset the dialogue to say it's OK for us to have healthy debate. It's okay for us to scream at each other a little bit over the dinner table and still, you know, have a, a glass of scotch after the conversation, you know, and, and we need more of that. My, my job is not 
to change your mind. My job is just to understand you. You know, that's what human beings, that's what we should do in this, in this society. And we need more of that. I think we have to reset that a little bit and say, it's okay. You know, I've had people come on my Facebook page and say, remember, we had a reporter that was following Richard Branson and I around for like a week and a half uh, to, to kind of do a social story because uh, we were both speaking and do a lot of things together. And, and someone, she finally said, I really don't like following you. I said, well, then stop. <laughs> I didn't ask you to get on my Facebook or get on my Twitter and follow my every move. You chose that. If you don't like it, get the hell off my page. I have no problem with that. Yeah, yeah. well, I agree. I, I think we're the nation of the offended. Um, if you've ever read the book, Outwitting the Devil, have you, have you read this no, book? No, not oh, yet, no, no. Oh, you got to go read Outwitting the Devil. It was written by Napoleon Hill. He wrote it in 1939, mm. right after he wrote uh, Think and Grow Rich. Think and Grow Rich. No. But yeah. he wrote it in 19, I think 39, but it wasn't published and released until 2011. Thanks ma mainly to Sharon Lecter. If you know Sharon Lecter. Oh, I know was, Sharon. Really yeah, she that. was behind that. But they didn't release it for so many years because of the content. The content was Napoleon interviewing the devil. And it was all it was a conversation back and forth. It's, it's amazing. It's really wow. good. So, but here, the reason I bring that up is that in the interview, in the book, um, Napoleon asks the devil, give me one of your tactics that you're using to take over the world. And he said, I will influence people to give their opinion on matters that do not concern them in public forums. <laughs> he wrote that in 1939. And I'm yeah. thinking he predicted Facebook and Twitter. He predicted yeah. all the face holes, <laughs> all the people that get on there and all they that's do is funny. they fight and argue and they, yeah. yeah anyway, so I call, I call, so. I call them twankers, twankers. I termed that like in 2006 and it's in the Wikipedia, the twanker, which is a, you know, a wanker, but on Twitter. That was back when Twitter was really hot, big and, and just getting started. So, yeah, you know, we need, again, um, the, the discourse needs to change. And it's more of this kind of conversation. You know, you and I, you know, Jason, are, are not going to agree on everything. We're going to agree on a lot of things, but we're not going to agree on everything. You still can be my friend. You can still be a number one host on C-Suite Radio. Love it. No problem. That's what it should be about. And the more people can voice opinions, the more people can get out there and let things know. And I'm okay with it, even with the discourse that we have on the public. I The issue I'm fighting right now is, like the COVID experts that have now become, you know, then they became AI experts and now they're, they're thread experts, like overnight, like within two days, you're, I'm a, I'll teach you how to get on threads. I'll teach you how to do that. It's just amazing to watch some of these people. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, it is, it is indeed. And there's a lot of business lessons in there for us to pay attention to too. So what about your business background? So now today, yeah. among other things, C-Suite Radio Network, C-Suite TV, that's kind yeah. of your baby. You've started that. But you got your start a long time ago before this. So give me, I don't want to, there's not tons of diving into your yeah, background, yeah. but just enough to set it up. Tell us where you started as an entrepreneur. Yeah, I started a public relations firm. That's, I was running political campaigns and doing a lot of uh, lobbying work, things like that. So I started a PR firm, managing associations and managing different clients and accounts and doing that. And then that led me to buy a a cell phone company and then a printing company. And then, you know, before I knew it, I bought and sold over 250 businesses for about 25 billion, became a fortune 100 officer, left that started, to, you know, on Bloomberg television, doing my own TV show uh, after celebrity apprentice, because, you know, with a face like this, it was, you know, it was, of course I had to be on TV, you know, kind of. <laughs> 
with this kind of eye candy. And, you know, and then that led me to have a, you know, a, a number one TV show on primetime called the C-Suite with Jeffrey Hazlett. And I said, look, I got to monetize this show, this audience, this community, because if you got great content, you can build a great community. And from a great community, you can you can have great commerce. And I call it the three C's. And so we, we started the C-Suite Network. And, and that's how we got started and started creating C-Suite TV, C-Suite Radio, C-Suite Book Club. You know, I'm even going to create C-Suite Cologne, the smell of success, you know. So uh, we're doing it all. So content, community, and commerce. I'm writing that down. That's really good. Three C's. Yeah. Yep. So is that, uh, tell me a little bit more about that. That's really clever. But, but well, good. you have to be a brand today. Let's, let's imagine you're, you're a, a dry cleaner in St. Louis. There's 197 dry cleaners in the greater St. Louis area. How are you going to stand out? You can't use Facebook or you can't you just use you can't just use the yellow pages. Those are dead. You can't just use Google ads because they can outbid you. So you have to become known as the doctor of spots. You have to create content so that people say, hey, let me show you a video on how to get grass stains out. Let me show you a video on how to get blood from a shirt or so whatever it might be. And you start letting people know that you're the expert. You're the thought leader in that particular category, that area. And so by doing so, people then want to know more about you. And even though you might show them how to do it and the way to do it, they'll still want to gravitate you and do business with you because they've become a fan. So content leads to fandom or a community where people want to be and hang around with other people that they really like and trust and you know be part of that what I call trusted network. And then that leads to doing more business. That's it. And by the way, the more you give of that content, the greater your chances for success are. So speaking of success, this is, of course, the show, The Root of All Success. So if you had to distill down all the success you've had in your professional career, specifically in your professional career, what would you say is the one key? If you had to distill it to one thing, what's that one thing that helped you be successful more than anything else? Focus. Focus, and uh, you know, but being around focus is also to me being relentless. You know, just you're on that single piece of what has to occur, getting it done no matter what it takes. You know, I said, I said, I still said it at night last night doing invitations on LinkedIn to an event in New York and, and later this month. And everybody says, why? We got people for that. I said, I can do it at night. I'm having fun. I'm doing it. I'm staying connected to the people. And people say, hey, they'll write me back on LinkedIn or something and say, hey, Jeff, is that is this your staff? Please let Jeff know to say hello. And, after, and I write him back and say, no, this is me, man. I'm sending this to you, you know? And, uh, and that's that focus. But as a result of it, I'll have 300 people show up for a mixer on August the 1st in New York City. You know, that's the key. And from that 300 people that will be at that mixer, we typically will see a 30% net return on that. So that's 30 people that will join us on an average of, let's say, five grand a piece. Okay, 30 times five, dude, that's real money. So for a mixer where I don't even have to put out hors d'oeuvres, okay? So that to me is that's focus and just being relentless of doing this, you know, doing the right things every single time over and over and over. And, and, and by the way, and if I have to clean the bathrooms, I'll clean the freaking bathrooms. If I have to, you know, sweep up the floor before everybody gets there, rearrange all the tables before everybody shows up because it's got to have the right ambiance. That's what we'll do. And that's what I will do, you know? I love it. Focus stands for one of my mentors told me this a long time ago. Follow one course until successful. There you go, brother. By the way, that says something, you know, because a lot of people say, oh, let's, you know, you want to fail fast. You know, that's a big thing. Oh, fail fast because you're going to fail. Let's be clear. It's not about failing fast. It's about winning fast. Okay. Failing sucks. Okay. I hate it. People always ask me, what's your biggest failure? I said, I don't know. Haven't done it yet. 
meaning there's always a bigger one. Every, no matter how many times I do it, I'm still going to make mistakes. That's just the way it is. But the key for me is always about succeeding fast. To get to success, capture that customer behavior, get to that goal as fast as I can. And then once I do it, go do, do it again. And people, you know, people tell, tell me some of your failures. You know, I can't always remember them because I just forget them. Because to me, they were just steps along the way. Successes I remember. <laughs> How do you define that success? What's that word really mean to you? <clears throat> it's about meeting my conditions of satisfaction, whatever those might be. You know, so you've got to have laid out what is your conditions of satisfaction, you know, whether it's in life or, <clears throat> excuse me, or whether it's for, you know, um, you know, a goal for a sales goal or, you know, a retention goal or it's a you know, conversion goal or a reach goal, discovery goal, whatever you might have. You know, those are conditions of satisfaction. But for each and everything, I set conditions of satisfaction. So when we sit down and we're going after something, I say, well, what problem are we trying to solve? What is it? What's our objective? And then knowing that, like, say, for a meeting or or we're about to launch a website and we're you know doing the positioning statement is like, OK, what problem are we trying to solve? What are we trying to get people to do here? That would define success. Right. Meeting and like yeah. Conditions of satisfaction, mutual conditions. And by the way, between the two of us, if we were working together, I'd talk about mutual conditions of satisfaction because they got to be win-win for both of us. Your success has got to be my success. My success needs to be yours or it's, it's lopsided and that's not a good way to, to uh, in my, my opinion, to do the things I like to do. Well, I think the, the, the definition meeting my conditions of satisfaction is really, really good because it speaks to the true definition of success in the dictionary, which is achieving the results that you intended. So if you there achieve you the results you intended, that's your conditions of satisfaction. If I want to lose a hundred pounds and I lose a hundred pounds, I met the conditions of my satisfaction, you know, and I'm satisfied at that success. So thank you for that. Cause I, I, I've not heard those words string together in that order before, but it's really, really good. But now I, let me follow up with this. Mm -hmm. So Jeffrey Hazlett. Based on that definition, are you a successful person? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. There's, you know, my, my, my conditions of satisfaction are to build wealth. All right. One, because I grew up in a very poor environment. My family was not rich. We never went, they never went to college. Uh, barely finished high school. Not all my family finished high school. And then, you know, so building wealth for me and my family to so make sure my kids and my grandkids have a better life than I did. That's my, I think that's, that's the legacy that, that we have to do is yeah. that we have to set the downline ready in a better shape than it was when we got there. The second one for me is around learning new things. I love to learn. I love to, that's what keeps me interested. And then third, it has to be fun. Those are my three things. And, it, you know, and when I get into new deals or meet new people and it, they, and they, I can't relate to those things, you know, I, I'm just out, I'm just gone. And, and so that's where that focus comes back into play. Right. Cause I really focus on, you know, is this, is this deal going to get me to those three things? I can usually put up with one or just two of them for a while, but I got to have all three in the end. Otherwise I'm out. So now let's turn our attention to helping the people that are listening. So if you had to speak into the, uh, to the soul of the person that's listening as an entrepreneur and you've got all this success, all these achievements that you've done that I read in your, in your, uh, bio about being fortune 100 CMO, uh, being in Forbes magazine, success, Mashable marketing week, chief executive. Uh, you've been at Bloomberg, MSNB, Fox business, C-suite TV. I mean, just on and on and on. What is your one nugget of wisdom advice that an entrepreneur can take and run with? It's, it's about being relentless. Uh, you know, I, I did a, my third book was think big, act bigger. 
and the rewards of being relentless. And I think the biggest thing you have to do as an entrepreneur is to be relentless in thinking big and making it. Because all these people, you're going to have all these captains of no come to you. Oh, it's like people will come to you and say, it's not in the budget. So what? Change the freaking budget. You know, or, or we tried that once. You know, in fact, in that book, I think I listed 14 pages of freaking excuses that people give to you that I've heard. I just asked, everybody give me an excuse. I went out to friend sources, uh, say, everybody give me the best excuses you ever heard. Give them to me because I'm going to put them in my book and I put them all in there, right? And then I said, this is all bullshit. This is all about priorities. Any one of those excuses could have been changed if you had changed the priorities. You know, early on when I left Kodak and I finally just got fed up and said, I quit. I'm done. And I left. No job, nothing, no money coming. And, you know, one of my friends even said at Kodak said, why didn't you let me help you put a put together a package? I said, I want it out. It didn't meet my conditions of satisfaction. I want it out. And I just literally just quit. I'm done. I'm out. And so, uh, but afterwards I met with the team and I said, Hey, look, we have to build up me as a brand. That's what we're going to do. We're going to build this thing called global business celebrity. And someone said, what, what is that? And I said, whatever the hell we tell people it is. And I said, so with that, we've got to get my social profile up over a hundred thousand. We got to get this up to 50,000, this up to 25. This is early days back in 2010. Now, now I've got over a million followers and a million fans. So, but back then, and so they, they went out and they came back and said, well, here's our goals. It's 25 for this, 10 for this, five for this. I said, wait a second. I told you a hundred and 50 and 25 for each one of the, the, of the social networks. They said, well, given the budget. And I, and I, I remember turning back to him and said, who the hell told you what the budget is? I said, go get it. You're supposed to tell me how much it's supposed to cost, how long it's supposed to take, what efforts we have to put into it. I'll make the decision whether it's right or not or whether it's you know worth it or not. So go back to square one. I, if it's not 100,000, people are going to take me serious. So if we can't get to 100,000 followers on Twitter, which now I have like 600, 700,000 on Twitter, I said, then they're not going to pay attention to me. And so because when they said, why? Because I said, zero's talk. You know, let's look at the greatest influencers. Now, we'll talk about engagement and everything else a little bit later, but for let's just get the numbers up first, then we'll get to the engagement part. So anyway, again, I think you have to be real relentless and you have to really think big in terms of like put some zeros to it. I love it. Uh, relentless is a good ta- is a is a good um trait for entrepreneurs. You've got to push through because there's going to be points of failure. There's going to be points of learning to take you to that next level of success. Well, so Jason, I, I think, love, yeah, love yeah, th- think about how many times you got to reach out to somebody you're trying to sell to them and they're not responding and they're ghosting you. You have to be relentless. If you're on my, if you're on my hit list, if you're on my dream list of somebody that I want to do business with, I am not going to freaking stop, stop. I am going to stalk you. I am going to find you in on social media. I'm going to find you at cocktail parties, at, at receptions. I will find you at the gym. I will find, you know, I mean, I've even bought ads on people's drive to their gym. I bought ads in the gym. I bought ads to their wife's favorite charity in order to be able to get to that CEO. So you have to be relentless. Tell me a little bit about, as we close the show out today, about C-Suite Network. I mean, this is a big thing that you've built with a lot of podcasters, yeah. TV people. Tell, tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, it's a trusted network of over 350,000 C-Suite executives who opted in, a place for you to be able to come and you know, share and learn and cheer for each other, and a place which you know across the table from you is somebody that's at your level. Because today's world, we see, and you're in the, you do masterminds, and I'm so great to see that you lead such a great one, because 
there are so many false prophets out there. There are so many false prophets like Bite the Bottom Line and false prophets like the Bible. They set up a website. You can't tell who they are. Sometimes they're 18-year-old life coaches. At 18, you're not a life coach. You're a teen coach. Let's be clear, right? So ours is a place for you to come together. It's a platform for people to be able to take their content, take their message, carve out their thought leadership, and be able to really hyperscale their business. And that's really what it's about. You know, we're like a giant sequoia tree. And when you walk into the sequoia forest, you see these big canopies and there's lush ecosystem under these big trees. That's that's what the C-Suite Network's all about. So we have thousands of members, over 50 million downloads on our podcast today, uh, millions of views on our TV shows every single week. So, um, And we have a book club and we have councils, which are peer-to-peer councils or masterminds of various uh, uh, thought leaders that come together. And we we just one big happy community. So the C-Suite TV is interesting to me because I know that from my podcast, the root of all success has been syndicated on C-Suite Radio Network for several years now. And I know that I have access to be putting my podcast on C-Suite TV, but I don't, my team is not doing that. What am I missing there? Am I, what am I, is that, a, am I missing something? Should I? Yeah, you, you got to go. Listen, this is the key thing that I always tell people. You want to be very successful in business. You want to capture customer behavior. So if you think about where are business people watching, they're watching on their phone, they're watching streaming TV today. So you got to be on the platforms where they're at. So like with our C-suite radio, we're on 1900 different platforms on TV. We're on tens and tens of, of platforms with streaming. TV is a little different than podcast. Podcast was built on a digital platform. Broadcast was built on an analog uh, uh, platform that moved to digital. And now we're starting to really see that. So now you can be on Apple, Roku, Amazon Fire, in addition to being, say, for instance, on YouTube. So, and who most people for business are going to Apple, Roku, Amazon Fire before they go to YouTube. YouTube is great because YouTube is where people go to get things or solve things like how to. But most people, in order to, to really gain knowledge, they'll put a lot more value on something that's on the streaming side. Nice. Okay. Well, Jeffrey, it's been a pleasure talking to you today, man. This is, it's good to finally get some one-on-one time with you after being in your network for the last two or three years. And, uh, it's a pleasure to talk to you. Congratulations on all your success. Thank you for the key that you have to success, which is focus and also like it being relentless. And for all the listeners, you can get in touch with Jeffrey. He's got a contact. He's in all the socials, as he said. You can just look him up at Jeffrey Hazlett. The Jeffrey is spelled the traditional way, J-E-F-F-R-E-Y. Hazlett is H-A-Y-Z-L-E-T-T, H-A-Y-Z-L-E-T-T. So you can look him up on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at Jeffrey Hazlett. You can find him on LinkedIn at just Hazlett, or you can probably just search Jeffrey Hazlett find him there. Uh, is there anything you would like to leave for the audience before we sign off today? Hey, anybody that wants to drop in every Friday, we run what's called Celebrates. Think of it like a um, stopping by at a pub on your way home from work on a Friday. So come and join us. We're online. We have hundreds of execs that drop, pop in every single Friday, and we'd love to have you just check us out at c-suitenetwork.com. That's c-suitenetwork.com, c-suitenetwork.com. So go check that out, everybody. Thank you for listening today. Jeffrey, thank you for being here. And congratulations again on granddaughter number three, Little Squirt. Hey, thank you, my friend. Well, there you have it. Another successful entrepreneur about his journey to success. And what's interesting about, about this conversation with Jeffrey is that he used these three C's. Content leads to community. Community leads to commerce. I think you should write that down. That is really, really good. 
content, community, commerce. And really, that's what this is about. It's what social media is about. It's creating positive, engaging, educational, entertaining content that builds a community. And that community then does commerce together. And I've seen that through this podcast. I'm on episode, this is episode 175. We've been doing this now for several years. And this content that I'm putting out helps build a community of people just like you who listen to the show faithfully every single week, who come up to me when we meet at chance meetings, at business events, and you say, hey, I'm a big fan of the show. Thank you for doing what you're doing. And then I've done hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of business through this show because of creating the content and the community. So Jeffrey's on to something. This is really, really good information. Now, remember his key to success is focus, is being relentless in your focus, staying focused, follow one course until successful. And his definition of success is meeting his conditions of satisfaction. I think that's great. But I think he's got a lot of cool stuff going on. So go check him out. You can go to c-sweetnetwork.com, c-sweetnetwork.com to check him out. Join up on those Friday Celebrates that he talked about. And you can follow him on any of the social media. Just look up Jeffrey Hazlett. All this will be in the show notes. But uh, I'm really grateful for you listening to the show. And if you haven't picked up a copy of my book, Exit Without Exiting, I want to encourage you to go do that. Go to therealjasonduncan.com slash book and pick up the copy of this book. This is a story of three different entrepreneurs and how they were able to exit, how they were able to begin living what they wanted to live and how they weren't able to live the way they wanted to live because of what they, how they built their business. This gives you all the keys, the tools, the tactics that you need to get out of the weeds of daily operation. The book's only 16 bucks. You can pick it up at therealjasonduncan.com slash book. Please tune in again next week when I talk with yet another very successful entrepreneur about his or her journey to success. Until then, I am the real Jason Duncan. And as always, Jesus is King. Attention business owners. Attention business owners. Feeling burnout from running your business? Uncertain if you're nearing burnout? Take our free 10-question business burnout test at businessburnouttest.com to discover where you stand. With just 10 quick questions, you'll learn how to immediately begin making changes to regain freedom and success. Cut your daily operations time in half. Improve your quality of life and prepare your business for your future exit without losing revenue or profit. Visit businessburnouttest.com now and take the test. Thank you for listening to another edition of The Root of All Success with The Real Jason Duncan. If you've enjoyed this week's episode, visit therootofallsuccess.com to access the show notes and other helpful resources. Follow Jason on social media at The Real Jason Duncan. See you again next time here on The Root of All Success. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.